Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, the book of Exodus, chapter number 31, and I will uh, we'll start in the Old Testament, but we'll finish in the New Testament. And I don't know about you, but um, when I think about what Jesus is doing right now, what God is doing in the earth right now, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of what's going on in this last day. And I just believe that God is, God is raising people up and he's lifting people and he's bringing people, as we're about to read about in the Old Testament and then throughout the New Testament, that may not come from the best of circumstances, but they are people that are hungry for what God wants to do. And I believe that God is doing that. Exodus chapter 31 States, then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name, we're just going to say Bezalel. That's a much better Hebrew name than that, but we'll say Bezalel because we're in the state of Missouri right now. The son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge in all manner of workmanship. If you ever need a prayer to pray, pray that God would fill you with wisdom, understanding, and in knowledge. Woo, you want to talk about building his kingdom real quick? That's how you do it. To design artistic works, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, and cutting jewels for setting in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. There were artists in the Bible. So if you're an artist, God bless you. Art was not my forte. I had a Sunday school teacher who quickly shook that out of me, very quickly. And I indeed have appointed to him, now again, this is another great Hebrew name, but we're just going to say a holy ab. He's a holy ab. There's a better way to pronounce that. He is the son, and it goes through, and then it states, I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you the tabernacle of meeting, the ark of testimony, the mercy seat that is on it, and the furniture of the tabernacle. And then it goes on to list it. And then verse 11, it states, in the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. For the next few moments tonight, I just want to preach a new anointing, a new anointing. If you are in this room tonight, and if you know me at all, you know that I am not very handy. And all of the handy people just, you look straight ahead right now, but all of us non-handy people, we could all breathe a sigh of relief right now because I'm not handy. So I'm not going to get up here and tell you how to nail a two by four and uh, how to lay sheetrock. That's just, I just, I just can't do it. I tried really hard growing up and it just didn't work. I'll never forget there was one time my dad asked me, to just put a nail straight in the wall. And Brother Sportsman, when he came back, he said, Nathan, I have never seen a nail so crooked in a wall in my entire life. How on earth is this even possible? But there are times where suddenly inspiration comes on us to think that we can do things that we might not ordinarily be able to do. There was one particular time as we moved into our house several years ago that there was a project that I, I knew I could do. I knew I could do it. 
I, I felt the inspiration of the Lord tell me to go and to paint the closet. And I am standing there admiring my handiwork. And my wife comes home and she goes, what on earth happened in here? And I'm sitting there thinking I've done the best job. I think I'm about to put Brother Bennett out of business. I'm looking at, I'm like, man, this is, and Brother Bennett's worked with me on a few things. So he knows he could testify. He's not, but he could testify right now about what I'm saying. And so there are times where we feel that inspiration. And I'm still waiting on the day where the Lord just anoints my voice to just sing. <laughs> and I believe one day it's going to happen. It might be when we get to heaven, but it's going to happen one day. But there are things in our lives where under the right inspiration we might be able to accomplish. For example, if we are in a circumstance where, we, where we're moderately good at something with the right inspiration that might come or the right design method, we might be able to say, you know what, that might be a little bit out of my purview, but I, I can accomplish this. But there are times in our walk in our relationship with God where if we don't have the anointing to overcome things, we're never gonna do it. Or if we don't have the anointing to face the challenges that are in front of us, there, there's no way that we'll win. And we see here in our text chapter that there were people who were good at things, but as good as they were, they went to the next level when the anointing came upon them. Because it was God that said to them that I have put my spirit, that word spirit is ruach, it is literally the breath of God on their life. And he said, I am going to anoint them with my spirit to do great things so that they can build the tabernacle, so that they can build the tent of meeting, and so that they can build the ark of the covenant. But they are going to do it because my anointing has been placed on them. And God specifically told Moses that their names, and he mentioned them by name. I don't know about you, but I would love to hear God mention my name with an audible voice. Oh, what it would be like to, to two men who up until this point weren't anywhere in the Bible. They hadn't really done much. They were good at what they did, but they hadn't done much. But God steps onto the scene and he says, Moses, these men and the men that work under them are going to be under a new anointing. They're going to receive the breath of God, the Ruach, the breath of God in their life. And I don't know about you, but it feels like we are in a new day in the world that we live in. And the only way that the church is going to survive is with the breath of God on our lives every single day. And I'm not saying that we need a new anointing. We don't, we, that what, what we received the day that we were filled with the Holy Ghost was good enough. But we need to die daily every single day so that we can receive a fresh word from God in our lives. And so... We see here that this new anointing that we look at and that we see here with these two gentlemen. So as we said, we're going to call him Bezalel. Again, that's not how you pronounce it in the Hebrew, but that's what we're going to say. His name literally means in the shadow or in the protection of God. When you get under the anointing, you are literally in the shadow or the protection of God. You want something new in your life? You want to see God do something greater in your life? Get under the anointing like you've never been before and say, God, I'm not leaving, I'm not moving until I have exactly what it is that you have for my life. 
We've just come off passing the mantle. We've heard some of the greatest preaching on planet earth Thursday through Sunday. And we're sitting in, sometimes it's easy to hear those preaching and to hear those sermons. But what God is trying to do is to stir up in every single message, continue to tie in that this is the greatest day for the church to operate. It's not of yesteryear. God did great things, but today is the greatest hour for the church to operate. And if we're going to operate, it's going to take us waking up every day saying, God, give me wisdom. Give me understanding and give me the skills to go forward and advance your kingdom. And so when we abide in the shadow or the protection of God, we begin to see that God has great and mighty things in store for us. You see, Bezalel, he had a, he had a great history in his life. He came from the tribe of Judah, and it was his grandfather who knew how to lift up the hands of the man of God. Her was his grandfather. He was the one that stood there when Moses' arms were getting weak, and he was the one that helped lift them up, and he knew how to be a support to the man of God. And all of a sudden, that gets passed down to his generation, to Bezalel. And here he is. Bezalel is somebody that up until this point was a nobody. But as soon as the anointing steps onto his life, something begins to change. You see, you could come from the greatest family on planet earth, but you still got to have the anointing of God in your life. And so Bezalel receives this anointing and here we see that all of a sudden his life begins to change because God knows him by name and begins to work but what I love about this story is that up until this point, the Israelites had been masons and bricklayers in Egypt. They weren't of the artistic nature, if you will. But somehow along the way, Bezalel begins to understand that there is potentially more. And so what is already in his hands, God decided to enhance. You see, when we take what we've got and say, God, the, these talents, these treasure, this time that you've given me, it's yours, God. God begins to do great things with what he's already given us. You see, Bezalel up until this point had just been, had had these ideas and I'm sure in his mind you could place yourself there and when we get to heaven I'll ask him but I'm sure that up until this point he had had all these ideas and things that he wasn't understanding why he had these ideas and he was saying, oh it would be really great if we had this tent or if we did this or if we did that but then all of a sudden the anointing steps onto the scene. And everything that he had known up until that point, it changed everything. And what I'm just trying to convey to somebody tonight is this, that in the day and the hour that we live in, we need the anointing partnered with what God has already given us through our treasure, through our talent, to partner so that the kingdom of God can advance like never before. You see, Bezalel was a man who abided in the shadow and the protection of God. And we're going to need the shadow and the protection of God like never before. But when we step into that anointing and say, God, what I received at passing the mantle, I'm going to walk in every single day. I'm not going to let go by the wayside. And when you've reached down and you've talked to me, God, and you know me by name, God, what already you've placed in my hand, it's yours all over again. You see, God begins to work in mysterious ways. God begins to do things. He begins to take you on exploits when you take what you've got and say, God, it's not about me, but it's about you. And all of a sudden, you begin to see things that you've never thought possible. You see, my life, every single season of my walk and relationship with God, there's always been a time where I've said, God, I, I, whatever it is that you want, God, here, here's my life, God. I, I, I surrender everything to you. 
in every single season that God has taken me to a new level, to a new place, it's always ended up where he said, you know what, what you've got, I'm going to partner with the anointing now. And when we partner that with the anointing and abide in the shadow of the protection of God, you're going to see great and mighty things. If we want to see great and mighty things in our life, we have got to say, God, I want the anointing every day. I want to see you every day. I want to find myself in relationship with you. So here we see they were bricklayers up until this point. But God wanted to do a new thing through the children of Israel. He wanted to take them out of captivity into promise. And in order to do that, that required a new thing. For the last years, they all they knew were building bricks and, and, and building buildings and things of that nature with, as, as masons. But he said, I want to do something new. I want to give you the inspiration so that you don't even have to think about it. When they woke up, it was there. Kind of like the manna. When they woke up, it was there. Their shoes didn't wear out. They were just there. And God was trying to show the Israelites that I'm going to do something new. You're not going to have to worry about the wisdom because I'm going to place it on you. You're not going to have to worry about what to say when your coworker says, I don't know where to turn. I'm thinking about ending my life. I don't know what to do. But when you get under the anointing, the words are just going to flow out of you. When you get under the anointing, that situation that seems impossible, you're going to say, you know what? Let me tell my situation about my God. Let me tell everyone else what my God can do for me. And so the wisdom, the understanding, and the skills began to flow. It was there because God spoke through his spirit to them. And we see that Bezalel comes from this tribe of Judah, the praisers. I find that really interesting that the first man that we see here that God put his spirit in. Well, we're going to get to a holy heaven in a second here. But Bezalel, he came from the praisers. He was the one that no doubt had heard through generations coming down what it meant to be a part of the tribe of Judah. That there was, there was something different about them that, than anybody else because they, they knew how to praise. They knew how to get a hold of God. They knew what it took to get God's attention. When we partner our praise, when we partner the things that we can't even see at times and say, God, I'm just going to praise you in spite of. God, I'm just going to continue to praise. As Brother Herring was talking about sometimes, we have just got to praise from the belly of the whale, and we may not even understand it. But when we praise and we partner that with the anointing, God begins to do things in our life that have never been done before. It was new. And he came from one of the premier tribes of Israel. But there was this other man, and this is where I want to just spend the next few moments on, that did not come from one of the premier tribes. In fact, he came from one of the weakest tribes of Israel. He came from one that perhaps did not have the best reputation. And we see that he comes from, and this is where we talk about Aholiah, is that he is essentially coming from a nobody in the background. He did not have the grandfather of her who had lifted up Moses' arms, but rather he had a family who up until this point was relatively nameless. And then all of a sudden we see that God begins to speak and begins to say, I know him by name. It is very easy sometimes in our walk and our relationship with God that the enemy can very easily tell you that you are a nobody. 
you will come from nothing. There's no way that God could ever use you because I know your past. There's no way that God could ever reach down and begin to speak through you because of the things and the hardships that you've had to endure. But all of a sudden we see that God says there is somebody that I want to reach down and put my spirit in who doesn't come from a great last name, who doesn't come from anything, but he is a man that can be trusted with the anointing. And I have just come to remind somebody tonight in the Holy Ghost that after passing the mantle, it's very easy the next few days for the enemy to say what you heard, it wasn't for you, it was for somebody else. Or perhaps maybe even there's no way that God could use you, there's no way that God would speak through you. And let me just tell you, that is a lie from the pit of hell. If God's anointing is on you, he will call you, he will qualify you. And I've just come to tell somebody tonight in the Holy Ghost that there is a new anointing that awaits you every single day to give you the wisdom, to give you the understanding and the skill. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what you've done. But when you step into the presence of a holy God and we lay it down at the altar every single day, he says, your sin is as far as the east is from the west. And he says, if I've called you, you're gonna be all right. If my spirit's in you, you're gonna make it. If my spirit is with you and you lay yourself on the altar every day, the anointing is enough. And he speaks, and he says, Aholiab, you may not come from anything, but I've got a spirit that's going to go inside of you. And then all of a sudden, we see these two men and their team begin to do something that has never been done before. And I don't know about you, but I want to see things in the spiritual world that I've never seen before. I want to see the dead raised. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen the deaf ears unstopped. And I've seen people, seen miracle after miracle after miracle. I've seen cancer disappear. But I want to see the dead raised. I want to see great and mighty miracles. I want to see thousands filled with the Holy Ghost in one setting. I want to see thousands baptized in one setting. I want to see it. And when we trust God and say, God, I want the anointing. I want to lay myself on that altar every single day. God can begin to do things in ordinary people just like me and you. You see, we, we look at ourselves in the mirror and we see all of the things that are wrong. We see all of the flaws. And God, and I'm sure that Aholiab on that day, up until that day, looked up in the mirror maybe or looked wherever and said, you know what, I don't really come from much, but I've got something that I think God can use. And he just began to. And then all of a sudden, Moses hears God speak and he says, there is a man that I want to use. I want a partner. I want to put my spirit inside of him. And all of a sudden, there was a changing in his, his posture. There was a changing in his demeanor. No longer was he just the same guy who had a, who had a vision, but he was, the, he was a new guy that had this anointing on him, who had the Spirit of God inside of him. He had the wisdom, he had the understanding, and he had the skill that God placed upon him. And there are some of us that we are waiting We've been saying, God, I, I want to see great and mighty things. I want to see you do great and mighty things. And as we heard again about passing the mantle, every service just flowed so perfectly. And it just let us know that when we partner with God, we can trust God. See, it would have been really easy for a holy app to say, you know what, did, did, did Moses really hear from God that it was my name? Was I, did I really hear from God in the altar at passing the mantle? Did I, did I, was it really God speaking to me or was it just myself really thinking that I, that I really want to do something great? Let me just tell you, friend, God was speaking at passing the mantle. 
He was pouring out new anointing. He was pouring out anointed to go do great and mighty exploits. And what I'm here to remind somebody of tonight is this. If that God is reaching out and he's saying, listen, you may come from nothing. Your life may have been a mess before you met me. But when you step into the presence of an almighty God, I can take you from a nobody and place you in the kingdom with my spirit. And I can give you the skills and the wisdom to operate. I said we were going to start this in the Old Testament. We're going to finish it in the New Testament. To me, this sounds a whole lot like the day of Pentecost. Where there were ordinary men who had messed up standing in one place. And they began to pray. And we know the scripture, we could all quote it. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the room where they were sitting. No longer was the spirit confined to just a select group of individuals, but it was poured out on all who were there. But if you back up to book, the book of Acts to 1 and 8, it states, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Well, we may not, and whatever your anointing, whatever your talent, whatever your gifting is for the kingdom, there may not be artists in this room who are using that for the kingdom of God, and if there are, God bless you. But when that anointing began to settle on the people in the book of Acts, it allowed them to take what they received in the upper room to all the parts of the world. It wasn't just to sit there and to while they, in the Old Testament, they used it to build the tabernacle. They used it to build the, the tent, the meeting of tent of meeting place. But what Jesus said in the New Testament is when you receive my spirit, it's going into you, the earthen tabernacle, my, my temple. Because no longer are you going to have to go into the Holy of Holies, but you're going to be able to go in boldly to approach the throne of grace and of mercy with you walk in through what I put inside of you. So if you've walked into this place tonight and you've not yet received the Holy Ghost, you're in the right place. But for if you've received the Holy Ghost, I just want to encourage you that you've walked into a place where Jesus says, you know what, my spirit is being poured out every day in your life. It can be new every morning. My mercies are new every morning. And I've just come to tell somebody that when the last days, the church is going to need the anointing of God like never before. And if we're going to see God do great and mighty things, it's going to take us every day saying, God, I need your skills. I need your wisdom. I need your understanding in my life like never before. You see what I love? As the musicians come tonight about who Jesus is. He did not leave his people without. He said, I'm going to send the comforter. And when that comforter comes, you're going to know it. You see, Bezalel in a holy ab. They received the Spirit of God to do and to build something that was specifically for God. And when we receive the Holy Ghost, we are receiving something to help us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. You see, without the Holy Ghost, without the power, without the anointing of God, we won't see our world turned upside down. But when you put that anointing in every single day, whew, you're going to start running into people by chance encounters. And it's going to turn and say, you know what? I don't, I don't know how we're both standing here. 
I don't know why we're having this conversation right now, but I just feel led to tell you that the anointing is enough. I just feel led to tell you that the Holy Ghost, that Jesus is enough for you. And when we get that anointing, the wisdom, the understanding begins to pour and saturate our lives. And as we begin to walk, our feet go places that they've never been before. Why? Because it's the understanding and the wisdom saying, hey, you need to go this direction today because I'm about to have a God encounter for you. I don't know about you, but I want my life to be filled with the wisdom and the understanding of where God is leading me to. I don't know about you, but I want my life to be filled with wisdom and understanding because this world is in chaos and in mess. And if we don't have the wisdom and the understanding of God, it's going to be really hard, really, really hard. When we have God's wisdom and his understanding because the spirit that is put on our lives when we wake up and lay ourselves on the altar every single day friend there's nothing like it you begin to run into people you begin to pray for people you begin to see things that you've never saw before why? because God's wisdom and understanding is with us every day as we stand tonight you see the anointing goes far beyond just words. It goes far beyond just a one-time encounter and a one-time goosebumps up and down our spine. But it goes with us wherever we go. And it was Jesus who told his disciples, these signs shall follow them that believe. And what was he saying? He was saying that the anointing that I'm about to place on you is going to allow you to see things that are new that's going to allow you to go places that are new. It's going to allow you to experience new things. As Jesus began to wrap up his earthly ministry, he left the disciples with the Great Commission. And what was he telling them? He was telling them, this is something new. You're going to go places. You're going to see things. I could tell you story after story of moments in my life where God did things and I just, I didn't know how I got there or how we ended up in this situation, but I just remember feeling afterwards like this was a God thing. And I think about, there was a time we were at Target, my wife, my family and I, and this lady walked up to me and she said, I know you. And I said, fantastic. I said, tell me where you know me from. Because I, listen, I'm really good with faces. And if I don't recognize, I'm not, I work on the name thing. It's, it's really hard for me. But faces, I could, I could remember every single face from kindergarten and above. Like, I, I just remember faces. But names I struggle with sometimes. So I'm like looking at this lady. And if I didn't remember her face, I'm telling you, I probably have never met this person. So I'm looking at her and I'm like, I'm like, where do I know you from? She goes, you go to a church right on a hill. And I'm like, I sure do. And she goes, I've been there. And I said, okay. And she goes, yeah, I used to go to a, a church in, a, in Kansas, and we came there for a conference that you guys did. And I'm like, man, this is it. It's passing the mantle. She, so I said, well, perhaps passing the mantle. She goes, that's it. She goes, I've wandered away from God. We're standing there in Target. 
And if I were telling you that she was not under some kind of substance where her mind probably was a little, I'd be lying to you. She, she, was, she was under some kind of substance at this moment. And I just remember, and I said, well, I said, when, when are we going to see you back? I said, you're here in Kansas City now. I said, when are we going to see you back at the Life Church? And it was almost like she came to Bishop, just snapped out of it. She said, I don't know. She said, but I need to get my life right. She said, I, I walked in here tonight just knowing my life was a mess. She said, but I just, I just needed to just encounter somebody. That story doesn't happen. And I, I don't know where she ended up. We got her contact information. We texted her. She said she was going to church. And she didn't end up here at the Life Church, but she said she was going to church. And I believe that God is doing a work in her life. But she, that story doesn't happen because we, we were in Target about to walk out. And all of a sudden, I just felt to back up. I said, I need to go down this way. Now, if you know me, I like to shop. So that's not uncommon. But I was ready to get home this particular night. And I said, I need to back up. I said, I need to go down this way. That's when we encountered her in the, in the aisle. When we step into that moment where we say, God, I want your wisdom and I want your understanding, those moments begin to happen on a regular basis. Why? Because when we get that anointing on us, we're just, we're just, we're just a holy abs. We're nobodies. But when we say, God, I want whatever it is and whatever it is in my hands, God, I surrender it back to you. All of a sudden, those moments begin to happen. Why? Because God is saying, you know what? I've got to build my kingdom and I've got somebody in mind that says, you know what? I'm not turning around. I'm going to hold on. This anointing may be new. It may feel weird at times. You may be the one that says, you know what? I don't want to walk up to somebody randomly, but God is going to intersect your paths where you say, God, the anointing, Oh, I want it. I want it every day. This altar call is open tonight. If you want to say, God, everything that I received at passing the mantle, I want to take it to the next level. God, I want my life to just be in your hands. I want my life to be something that you can use, that you can partner with. As we partner with God and we look at our lives and we say, God, my past has mess it's got mistakes it's got issues but Lord in the hands of a savior in the hands of you you can do anything with it so we lift our hands all across thank you for listening to this message for more content follow us on Facebook Instagram and YouTube at the Life Church KC reference the episode notes for more details